0: This is podcast 14 of The Shauna Kay Show. Welcome to The Shauna Kay Show. I'm your host, Shauna Kaminsky, health, wellness, and anti aging specialist, and the best selling author of the book, Lose Your Menopause Belly. I'll provide simple lifestyle hacks for you to regain your health and get your sexy back. Tune in for practical, easy, actionable steps to upgrade your health today. Confused about exercise? I've got answers for you today. My guest today is David Smith, who is a professional weight loss coach and was chosen Canada's top fitness professional. He shares health and fitness guidance through his blog and podcast at makeyourbodywork.com. And he even helps fitness professionals grow their online businesses at online trainersfederation.com. Super excited to have him on the show. Dave, thank you for joining us. I'm so happy to have you on the Shauna Kay Show.
1: Yeah, Shauna, I'm super excited to be here. And you know, you and I have already talked a little bit about some of our commonalities and common fitness philosophies. So I know we're gonna have a great chat here.
0: Exactly. And what I really like about you, um, Dave, is that everything that you do is research-based.
1: Well, I appreciate that. I try. I try. You know, one of the biggest crutches, I think, in today's day and age is overwhelm when it comes to information. So I know you can find conflicting information on just about any topic, fitness or otherwise out there. And let's, let's talk about truth.
0: Yes, exactly. And the other thing is that we had, you know, a little bit of a, a, chat about this prior to getting on is that, that, you know, we work with women, uh, forties, fifties, sixties, and beyond. And I know that they get so discouraged looking at social media and looking at, you know, some of the postings that's going on. And, you know, we really want to create, um, you know mindset about re, you know realistic expectations so that we so that women don 't get overwhelmed and disappointed with their progress
1: I one hundred percent agree so that women don 't get frustrated with their progress but also so they don 't go about trying to achieve i 'll put this in air quotes fitness in the wrong way and I know we're get talking to the, talking about this more later, but one of the dangers of social media and fitness on the internet right now is that it really becomes personal trainers or you know fitness, famous fitness people on Instagram and Facebook trying to one up themselves right. by doing something that's more complicated and looks cooler and is flashier. And I get it. It's just like news, you know, it's trying to get something that's novel and unique out there to get eyeballs on it. But for the average person who just wants to be fit and slim and manage their weight, geez, we don't need to be complicating things like that.
0: Right. And and it for me, I feel like as a woman in, you know, That's in my 50s, it's all about managing expectations as well. You know, if Mrs. Jones comes to us and might be 20 pounds overweight and comes to us with a photo of, you know, some 20 or even 30, even a 40 something fitness model with a, you know, on stage appearance, like that, I don't wanna say that's not possible. I just wanna say that it's maybe not realistic or that we need to, um, you know, to get into that condition. It's not necessarily healthy. Like that's for the average person, that's, we're setting up a a failure right from the beginning if that's the expectation. So, so, you know, I, I just want to kind of point out that lots of what we're seeing on social media is not necessarily attainable in a healthy way. We can always improve our look and I don't want to be discouraging, but you know, even those fitness models don't look like that on the daily
1: <laughs> oh, certainly not. I had a fitness model on my podcast for a couple episodes, actually. And it was really neat because she was very open and very vulnerable to her, her own body image issues and talked about how in those um, photos or in those competition moments, like literally she looks like that for an hour. And that's it. And then, like, she talked about how when she's done a competition, how she's just so ravenous and eats all this food and then that body goes away. So, yeah, exactly what you said is so true. No one in the media actually looks like that walking around day to day.
0: Right. So, So, but... Um, all of us can improve, like make small tweaks to improve our health, to improve, you know, our aesthetics. So there's hope for everybody, but just to be, to be realistic about it. Okay. So, so I really want to dig in here, Dave, because, um, I, I I love your point of view on things. So what's the biggest mistake you see most people and particularly women over 40 that they make when it comes to exercise?
1: Oh, I I love that question. Um, The biggest mistake that I see, and this is for women over 40, but for, to be honest, for anyone who's looking for weight loss is trying to bite off more than they can chew. And what I mean by that is someone who wants to see change in their life, usually what happens is they're dissatisfied. They don't feel good about themselves. You know, they have some sort of internal or external motivation that tells them now is time to change. And in those instances, we all, myself included, are very motivated and we feel like this is going to be the time that I'm going to do things differently. Even if exercise didn't work in the past, even if dieting didn't work in the past, this time I feel motivated. And because in that moment we feel so sure and confident and fired up about it, we bite off way more than we can chew. And so for someone maybe who isn't in a regular exercise routine, that might look like them going out and joining a gym and committing to exercising five days a week or Shauna, maybe you've seen this before i remember when i used to (laughs) when i was a face-to-face personal trainer and i do an intake process with new clients i'd say nine times out of ten i would ask them you know what are you willing to commit to in terms of number of times of exercise per week and nine times out of ten they would say you know dave i can do this every day every day
0: every day so how much are you exercising now nothing
1: yeah, exactly. But I want to do it an hour every single day. And yeah. I would say to them, you know, that's amazing. I can't exercise every day. You know, good for you. Yeah. Um, but yeah. but it, there is that temptation because we feel so good in that moment. Yeah. However, you know, you, Shauna, myself, anyone who's listening to this, it's not sustainable to go from zero to 100. And so Correct. I know this is cliche, but it's the truth. It really has to be baby steps.
0: Yes, Yes. And I mean, it fits in so well with like my mantra because my mantra is choose your change challenge. It's like, don't try to go on a diet, cut out gluten, stop drinking, go to the gym. Uh, you know, do everything on Monday, because by Wednesday, it's like, Oh, my God, I can't sustain this. How would just <laughs> do one change this week, maybe you're just gonna, you know, do something nutritionally, or maybe you're going to add two or three workouts, and then work on that for a couple of weeks, and then add to it. And then over time, you've, you've totally changed your lifestyle without feeling any deprivation or overwhelm whatsoever.
1: agree. You know, I had a personal experience. I share this with my clients a fair bit just because I saw this being so true in my own life. So, Shauna, from a mental health perspective, something that I've wanted to do for years is to build a habit of journaling. And there's probably been a dozen times where I've said, you know what, today's the day, and I'll start journaling and I'll write a couple pages and it will feel great. And then, just like you said, you know, by Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday, it gets boring, it's not as exciting, it feels like work, and I stop. And then about a year and a half ago, I was reading a book, I believe it was the book Essentialism, and it was talking about journaling specifically. And it said, instead of trying to journal pages at a time, allow yourself to journal literally one paragraph. And when you are done that paragraph, regardless of how many more ideas you have, or how much more you want to write, force yourself to stop.
0: Nice.
1: And then the next day when you come back, because you cut yourself off in that moment of feeling great about it, you're actually gonna wanna journal the next day. And so I implemented this. And like I said, it's been over a year now. And I journal almost every day a paragraph. Nice. It's been game-changing. And so I tell you this because for everyone listening, this is a parallel when it comes to eating. It's a parallel when it comes to exercise. Instead of saying, I'm gonna do an hour at the gym every single day, literally let's start with, how about we do 15 minutes today? And even if you're feeling great, so let's let's go for a walk for 15 minutes. And even if you're feeling awesome after 15 minutes, you stop. have to stop, you have to. And that yep. is, it's so backwards thinking because when we feel good, we just wanna keep going.
0: Yeah, well, there's actually studies that show that the brain uh, likes to complete loops, right? So you with your writing, you pick up the pen after the paragraph and you've got unfinished business. The brain is reminded of that unfinished business and is motivated to close the loop. So then you're, you're picking up the pen the next day rather than, oh my God, thank goodness I got all that down. And then you're not motivated to pick up the pen. It's like, oh, it's like pushing the boulder uphill again to pick the pen up again.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, I run a, um, a fitness program for women who are sort of just getting into fitness. It's called low intensity fat loss. And yeah. all of the workouts, the, the longest workout is 30 minutes. Some of them are like 19 minutes. Some of them are maybe 22 minutes. And quite often when women will begin, they'll send me a message through the coaching platform I use and they'll say, like, Dave, I really want to do more. Or is this it? Or what else can I do? Yeah. And yeah. I, again, I get it. They're excited. But my message, just like you just said, Sean, is... Nope. Like that's it for, for today. Yeah. Come, come back tomorrow.
0: Correct. Yeah. It's awesome because then there, it's better to have come back four days a week for 15 minutes than doing one hour and then not going back.
1: So <laughs> I, I agreed. And but then the, the question is like, okay, so we know this, Shana, you and I know this listeners, you know, this, why is it that we're not putting this into practice? And when I say we, I mean, you know, I'm sure there are some people listening to this who have an excellent exercise routine but the vast majority of adults in North America do not so the question to us we need to ask ourselves is why what is it that we need to change
0: yeah yeah well part of it is the mindset too that 15 minutes of workout is actually enough because there are that there is that segment of people Women in particular that feel like, well, I need to do this, and then I need to do this, and oh, I'm going to get my cardio in. So then they're, they're, you know, they're working out 90 minutes in the day, and then, of course, that's not sustainable. So then they stop, and then you know, maybe six months later, they start again, but they have this mindset that they have to work out for so long.
1: Yeah, I agree. It's so dangerous. On the opposite side, doing little activities become triggers for bigger activities. So I'll give you an example. If we take your example of 15 minutes of exercise, I can't tell you how many clients I've had tell me that when they start exercising, whether it's for 15 or 30 minutes, that automatically they start making healthier food decisions. true. You yeah. know their body's moving; they're feeling good about it, about themselves. They want to fuel themselves with healthier food, and quite often, when we first start out, they're going to be asking me for all kinds of rules, like, "Well, oh, can I eat this? And can I eat this?" And I will reinforce: just move your body for that 15 minutes. Yeah. And and Shauna, the same is true. I know we've been talking about exercise, but from an eating standpoint, the place where I begin with my clients, and you've probably done this as well too, Shauna, with yours, is we do a ton of photo food journaling. Yeah. And and clients will say, well, you know, can I, can I have my coffee with sugar in it? Can I eat this? And my answer is always, all I want to see is your photos. Eat whatever you want. And again, it becomes that trigger when they stop to take the picture before they eat something. They have to make a psychological decision, a conscious deci- decision. Yes, I want to eat this. And that alone revolutionizes yes. their food choices.
0: It's true. And that's, that's just the power of a coach. It's really... Um you know, it's, it's the accountability as well. It, um, you know, whether they're doing it on their own, uh, it can be powerful, but I think, uh, the accountability to the coach is, is really what's the, the, the mover because the majority of people, or maybe not even the majority, a lot of people they actually know what to eat. They know they should be eating more fruits and vegetables and lean proteins and maybe shouldn't be eating pizza and a bottle of wine and, you know, going out for wings and beer. And like these, this is pretty common knowledge for most people, the the minutiae, people get lost in the minutia and then, you know, they forget that they do know a lot of the principles But the fact is, is that it's the consistent application of it. And having somebody in your corner that you want to make proud, that you don't want to disappoint, that is the game changer for so many people. I don't know if that's been in your your life as well. But I mean, I've got coaches, I've got nutrition coaches, I've got fitness coaches, I've got business coaches. And no matter where you are, In any aspect of life, I feel like having that coach in your corner is paramount to your progress.
1: Yeah, certainly. Uh, Of course, as a coach, I wholeheartedly agree. And like you, Shauna, I do work with coaches myself as well. I would go take that even a step further and say, you know, it can be a coach and having a formalized coach-client relationship really does help because if the client is sacrificing something, and so it might be their time, it might be their money, whatever it is, they're going to buy into that process a whole lot more. But if having a coach, you know, maybe some people might be listening to this and really they might be stretching their budget to afford a coach. I get that. There's still many ways to build community into your healthy lifestyle choices. And a lot of the women who I work with, we have Facebook communities, depending on what program they're working um, working through and seeing the camaraderie and seeing, you know, just those questions come up. So, you know, Shauna, I didn't see your photo food journal for today. And even Mm -hmm. something as simple as that, having someone who will ask you when you don't submit that to them, that's all it takes. So Correct. for listeners, you know, if you've been trying to do this on your own and things haven't been working so well, who do you know? Can you organize, you know, a group of women from work or maybe your sister or your neighbors, you know, start a little Facebook group, set out the rules, make it very simple. Hey, all we're going to do is photo food journal and let's submit this to one another. There are easy ways you can get started yeah. and you can, you can do that today.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it doesn't cost a dime. It just costs a little bit of effort And, you know, bringing in and creating your own community. So I mean, that's, that's a, that's a great point right there. Uh, And that goes for exercise for anything, uh, you know, nutrition, it just, just the, the accountability partners in that healthy lifestyle.
1: One One hundred percent. And I, I just want to emphasize, though, that if you're going to start a group like that or have accountability, even with one other person, it is really important to formalize what the process is going to look like. If I were to say to you, Shauna, I really want to get in shape. Um, let's be accountability buddies. Can you ask me about it to make sure I'm doing exercising like it's so vague and you don't know what are you supposed to do and so there really do have to be parameters and that's where having a formalized coach is nice is if you're working with a you know a coach who has you know some experience doing helping people get to the goal that you want to reach they're going to know what those formalized processes and those boundaries and those guidelines should be
0: knowing what to the the right questions to put forth exactly and honestly like if you if you're really serious about your goals like sometimes it bothers me that people will spend more money on their car and especially women, women put everybody in front of themselves when in fact, if they take care of themselves first, it's not selfish, it's self-respecting. And I know that when I take care of myself, I can care for the others in my world so much more effectively. So, you know, it's okay. We need to give women permission to move themselves up the priority list. And if you're serious about your goals you know, investing your time and money, even in a group coaching situation is going to buy you speed and collapse time to get you to your goals a lot faster.
1: Yeah, again, uh, 100% agreed with you.
0: All right. So I want to get back to to some exercise questions, because I I was fascinated with an article you wrote, and um, I wanted to talk about higher intensity exercise. And, you know, Higher intensity exercise, like HIT versus, you know, low intensity, steady state cardio, which one is really the most effective
1: mm, for fat uh, loss?
0: Let's talk about fat loss. Yeah, I sure. feel like that's a common um, goal for many people.
1: Well, this is great that we're talking about this because this does come full circle back to how we started when we were talking about media and social media in particular right now over the last ten years or so hit high intensity inter- interval training has become hugely popular and so really quickly for the listeners if you 're not familiar with hit it 's usually characterized by doing something at a near maximum capacity so just imagine you 're on the treadmill it would look like like doing a sprint on the treadmill for a very short period of time so a, a common hit uh, arrangement would look something like 20 seconds of sprinting followed by 40 seconds of recovery and then repeating that eight or 10 times. And so the benefits of hit are that you can get really good results in a short period of time. You can burn a lot of, a lot of calories in a short period of time. You don't have to spend hours and hours exercising. So that's the benefits. The opposite side of hit is something that you alluded to called lists, LISS low intensity steady state exercise and that might look like walking for an hour or doing doing yoga or light aerobics for a longer period of time it's not as sexy if you think back to the 80s, Sean, I'm yeah. not sure how old you are, but I remember in the 80s, that sort of exercise list was hugely popular. There were all types Correct. of aerobics, aerobics classes that were based on that principle. But yeah. then I, I believe that newness or novelty sort of came in and personal trainers and fitness companies were looking for that next great thing. Yeah. And hit has become that. So, one of my missions, and we, Sean, we were talking this, about this before we even started recording, one of my missions is for women who are looking to lose weight, and particularly women 40, 50, 60, to just do a little bit of a, a self-check before you dive into some of that high-intensity interval training, because there are repercussions from it. And I've written, you read one of my articles, I've written yeah. a lot about the science behind this. I'll go through really quickly. First of all, when you're pushing your body to near maximum capacity, the... The probability or the chance of injuring yourself goes through the roof. And one of the things I say to my clients all the time is, you know, if you want to stop seeing results, the easiest way to get there is to get injured. So we, we really want to avoid that. So hit pushing yourself to the max injury potential goes up. Secondly, and this is particularly true for women going through menopause, is exercising at that high level of intensity can have a negative impact on your hormones. And we can get into a discussion about stress and what stress does to our hormones, but particularly for those women going through menopause, it can really have an impact on your ability to regulate how much food you're eating and what type of food you crave, and so some women, and maybe there's women who are listening to this who have experienced this, when you exercise, exercise at a high intensity, you may experience your body craving foods that you don't actually need or craving quantities of foods that you don't actually need. And so I've worked with many women who say, I'm doing all this exercise, I'm going to these boot camps, and I'm gaining weight. And then we look at their eating patterns, and they're eating such a huge amount of calories, because that exercise is triggering certain hormones, leptin in particular, to not function the way they're supposed to function. Right. Sean, is, is that something you've experienced or with your clients? Yes,
0: absolutely. The other thing I wanted to just tag on to that, and you might you might be um, coming into this, is just that the fact that women over forty in particular are very sensitive to cortisol. Cortisol is that hormone that you know hugs belly fat to you, and um, those high intensity workouts. Can actually, um, actually, all workouts can be eliciting a cortisol response. So, so you have to find that sweet spot for you where you know you're not eliciting, like you're not, your body is not perceiving your exercise as stress. So, if you're uh, like brand new to exercise and you just jump into to like super, like very intense exercise, your body might just be like, whoa. And that might be eliciting a cortisol um, uh, response as well. So, So there's a lot of hormones that can get out of whack with your exercise. So it does take a little bit of massaging to find out what's right for you.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that stress response, the cortisol stress link there it is exactly what I was speaking to. When our cortisol levels go up, then our leptin sensitivity goes down and the leptin, leptin is our quote unquote, I'm full hormone. And so that's right. when you can find that all of a sudden you have these cravings that I was speaking about or notice that you're just ravenous all day long. Yeah. And again, the marketing message has been such that we believe that high intensity interval training is burning huge amounts of calories And while per minute it does burn more calories than doing a lower intensity form of exercise, exercise never burns thousands and thousands of calories. You know this, Shauna. Listeners, you know this. If you want to lose weight, it comes down to moving your body, but then making the right food choices. And so you can imagine how you could set yourself up for a dangerous position. You do this high-intensity exercise you do cause a stress response. Your cortisol goes up, your leptin sensitivity goes down. All of a sudden you're eating more and it's okay psychologically because, whoa, I just kicked butt in the gym. Yeah. I therefore deserve this and this and this food when in actuality we maybe burned 400 calories in the gym, 500 calories, which yeah. is very easy to replenish 500 calories through a few few food choices.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, So there is, you know, it, it, it is still a little bit of a confusing, um, you know, lots of conflicting information out there. So, so what would you say to the woman that's listening? Because we've just said, okay, high intensity is good for this. Uh, the steady state is good for this. What should I be doing?
1: <laughs> that, that's the million dollar question right there. The, yep. the answer is for, and I'm going to preface this by saying, for the vast majority of women, whose primary goal is twofold. Right now, if you're listening to this and your goal is to be healthy and for weight management or weight loss, if you fall into that category, those are your two goals, then you want a hybrid of high intensity and less low intensity steady state. And what that looks like is a combination of some less intense resistance training with some lower intensity cardiovascular training. And so an example, I I have all sorts of workout formulations that I use with my clients, but one, a fun one I call a strength sandwich. And this is really easy to remember. You picture a sandwich, the bread on the sandwich is a little bit of strength training and the meat of the sandwich is some low intensity cardio. And so it might look like, for example, the first part, your first slice of bread is doing some squats, uh, some planking, maybe some push-ups. And that might take literally 10 minutes, do a couple of sets, uh, maybe 10, 20 reps of each, and then doing 10 or 15 minutes, walking on a treadmill or walking outside. And then you finish the sandwich by repeating that same strength circuit on the bottom end. And so in 20 to 25 minutes, you have this really nice workout that provides some strength, builds some muscle. It'll help with your body composition. You burn some calories by doing some cardio, but we haven't even approached increasing the stress on your body. We haven't even approached increasing your cortisol levels. Like none of those even become a worry, but you did get good quality exercise in.
0: Yeah. I think it also depends on like if, if uh, Mrs. Jones or, or Miss Jones is, has a high stress job. It's really important that we're not stressing Mrs. Jones with exercise. So we have to take lifestyle Uh, factors into account when we're creating an exercise protocol as well.
1: Yeah, I I completely agree. And when I said the vast majority of people need some sort of hybrid between hit and LIS. I think that goes for exactly your example there. The people who would fall outside of that, who might actually benefit from doing more HIT, are people that are looking for some sort of athletic competition. So, you know, if you play a sport or if you're training for a race or something like that, of course, you need to train your body functionally to perform in that event. But the vast majority of us don't do that. So why would we train ourselves like a finely tuned athlete when we're actually worried about... How What's our cardiovascular health like? How yeah. can I get rid of 10 pounds? How can I make sure that my body moves the way it should?
0: Yeah. Well, it's the old saying of you can't chase two rabbits. You know, you you. Um, a lot of people th- say, well, you know, I want to lose fat and I want to build muscle. It's like, well, you probably can't do everything simultaneously. But, you know, with with the protocol that you mentioned in the beginning where it's like, all right, this portion of our workout, we're doing some strength training that's going to support, you know, functional uh muscular development and this is uh this middle part of the sandwich is going to address our cardiovascular uh development but then we also have to um add to the sandwich the nutritional aspect because no matter what training protocol we're using if our nutrition is not supporting it we're not going to be able to you know enjoy the aesthetics that we want you know, to see reflected in the mirror from the efforts that we're putting into our workouts.
1: Yeah, again, completely agreed with you. One thing that I do want to say to your audience here, just to really motivate everyone and kind of give you a little bit of inspiration that you can do this. The mantra that my clients use, they talk about it all the time is 2% exercise. And when we talk about 2% exercise, what we mean is if you take your day, so 24 hours in your day and take 2% of that, that's roughly... Thirty minutes, and yeah. so the girls in my groups are always checking in with each other. Did you get your two percent today? And when you reframe exercise as two percent, geez, can I commit two percent of my day?
0: Come on, to, to move exactly. my body.
1: Like the answer is yes every time. Yeah. But w- when we start thinking about exercise as being going to the gym and working it for an hour, and that includes commuting there and then changing and showering afterwards, that becomes a two-hour process. Yeah. Which all of a sudden, well that's 8% of tough. our day. And that, Correct. that is, that is tough.
0: Right. I, I think a lot of times people overthink it because there's so much that actually can be done with body weight or, you know, as, as I mean, I love the gym. I mean, I, I can't deny that I've, I've been a gym rat for a lot, a lot of my life, but if gym isn't available, there's so much that can be done just with body weight in your pajamas, like hop out of bed, get a workout in and jump in the shower. Like there's just so much that can be done. So so we need to kind of take away that condition based thinking that well, I, I can't I don't have a car, I can't afford a gym membership. Like there's just so much that can be done in terms of exercise. And then especially when you dial in the the right kind of exercise for you, for your body, for your goals, and for you know, what your lifestyle is, you can really, you know, push the boundaries of your your success, like or or you know, get success in a much faster fashion than if you're kind of going it alone, just willy nilly or, or, you know, making up excuses.
1: Yeah, Shauna, you're speaking truth there. For anyone listening, really to simplify it and just summarize what we've been talking about today, if there were three things that you could come away with and implement these three things, you're going to crush it for your in terms of reaching your fitness goals. So those three things, n- number one, is to approach this with community. And again, whether that be recruiting some friends face-to-face, creating an online group where there's accountability, working with a coach, don't do it alone. Do yes. it with some community. Yeah. And number number two would be to approach your exercise with a less is more mentality. And again, use that mantra, 2%, just 2% of your day. Think about that journal exercise. That's like exercising for 2% of your day. You might want to yeah. do more, stop at 2%. Yeah. And then number three is to think about incorporating multiple different elements of fitness. And like you said, it could be body weight exercises at home and then walking around the block twice. Like that is all it takes if you're doing it in community. And if you're actually going to commit to doing that 2% every every single day, you are going to be set.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Well, I I'm going to have it in the show notes, but uh people should definitely visit you dave at makeyourbodywork.com. And if we have any fitness trainers that are listening, then you definitely need to go to online trainersfederation.com because uh Dave can help you out there as well. Um I don't know if I just love talking to people that agree with me <laughs> so much. <laughs> yeah, I <do. laughs> right. I mean, I I we're both nodding. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) But I really enjoyed talking to you. And I think it just really reinforces the fact that both of us are very research-based, you know, time-tested. We've got um, hundreds and thousands of clients that, you know, We're not just, uh, no, I don't need to mean to mudsling, but we're not just doing booty shots on Instagram. Uh, You know,
1: (laughs) speak for yourself, Shauna. I do, I do booty shots all the time.
0: (laughs) I haven't been to your account yet, or maybe that's what you just have scheduled to come out, but. You know, for anybody that's listening, you want to be making sure that, you know, there is so many, so much information out there, but find someone you resonate with and that has, you know, um, has tried and true results, um, you know, testimonials of people that they've succeeded with and that they're walking the walk themselves. So. Um, that's what I love about you, Dave, is that, that, you know, you, you meet all those standards. So, so thank you very much for joining the podcast. And like I said, uh, hit up the show notes, everybody, I'll have that, uh, available for you so that you can, um, follow Dave a little more.
1: Yeah. Thanks, Shauna. And I just want to say to everyone listening, you know, if you have any questions about specifics that we talked about, feel free to email me. If you go to my website, makeyourbodywork.com, you can contact me there and I love Perfect. hearing about things you're going through and would be happy to help.
0: Awesome. Thanks so much, Dave. That's it for today. This has been the Shauna Kay show. Head to com for show notes and more. See you next time.